Hey guys, I'm Brian Paul, doing a developer interview here at PSVR Without Parole, and with me, oh man, I'm so excited, so excited, you don't even know, We're gonna, I'm going to tell you why you don't even know and why I'm so excited, sitting here with Powell Gaida, community manager over at Kluge Interactive, makers of the upcoming Synth Riders on PlayStation VR. What? Powell, how are you today? I'm great, thank you for the invitation, I'm so happy to be here and like meet your audience. Dude, I don't know. No one knows this. Maybe some people know this. I don't know. You were the first developer interview I ever did like two and a half years ago. You asked me to do it. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, that doesn't sound like something I'm capable of doing. I have no idea. And now we've done so many of them. So it, we're, we're coming full circle. You're, you're with Kluge Interactive now instead of it was Carbon Studio, right? I think you were working with the Wizards team. Correct. Correct. Yes, exactly. Man, but it feels so good to see you again. Man. It's like it, it, I feel like we're having a nice little family reunion right now. Yeah, totally. And I totally forgot that was the first interview. I'm not even sure I was aware of it. I was just like, yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> it's great to hear. And especially that this format like worked for you and there were many interviews following. So, so yeah, that's great. I guess the first question I've got to ask is Synth Riders came out on PC VR uh, all the way back July 2018. That's, oh my God, was that three years ago at this point? Yes, we've been celebrating the third birthday, like a couple of days ago. Yes, correct. What took so long to get it to PlayStation VR? Oh yeah, like I was, I knew that you were going to ask this question. <laughs> so yeah, we we first launched on Steam Early Access three years ago. Yeah. And that was, at that time, it was just like two people work, working on the game. It was like a passion side project of the creative director of, of Kluge. And together with a programmer, Jan, they started working on this prototype even before, you know, like three years, like something like four years ago. And then when we first launched in Steam Early Access, it took a year, more than a year to launch on Quest and to go full release on Steam. Uh, and with PlayStation, for this whole time, we, we had like this platform and all the players on PlayStation VR in mind. But this is uh, a thing about PlayStation um is that when you you want to launch when the game is finished basically yeah so you usually do not do it with early access titles and even though we left early access uh almost two years ago in reality we kept developing the game just like it was still like under development so we kept adding modes um not only music packs because music pack is something that you can like easily it's it's like an add-on but when you, you know, like when you add different, like totally different modes to the game, it's it's quite a process. And with PlayStation, we we've been for all this time we've been waiting for this right moment when we can do like a, you know what we could call a, like a content lock. So we know that this is like we are happy with like where the game is right now. We don't have any more crazy ideas for new modes. So so yeah, let's start working on the plat on the on the porting process. But in re in reality. At one point, we realized that it's been so long that we, we we actually have to start like porting to PlayStation, even though we still have a couple of new modes, or at least one mode planned for the game. So even after we launch on PlayStation VR, we are still going to add at least one more new mode for free to the game. Uh, but we, we kind of wanted to like slow down with the amount of updates because it's not that easy to push an update or, or change something uh, on, on PlayStation. And, and also that, that then when we actually realized that it's, it's, it's a high time, 
uh, also the porting process also took quite some time. So here we are. Before we get too far away from it, you mentioned a new mode that might be coming in the future. Do you want to uh, elaborate on that a little bit or is that super <laughs> secret information? Yeah, it's it's quite secret. Like, <laughs> okay. uh, but what I can say that other than, because when you, like for someone who's not aware of the process, since we launched the game, we have added, for example, a spin mode, which makes you, the notes come from different directions. We have added challenges. So every week we push some like in-game challenges that are like, synced online, so we see like what what what's the challenge for this week. Uh, we have added like revamp the multiplayer mode several times actually, and we've also been adding music packs. So we have added five music packs, released five music packs already, and we plan to add more. But not only this, we still have something that's going to be a free update, and not just music, but something something different and. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just cannot share any more details. No, that but was great. For someone who's, yeah, like you can look back at what kind of stuff we've been adding and that might be a, a clue to what may be coming in the future. Nice. So I, I don't want this to take a negative turn, right? Because I've been, I've actually been playing Synth Riders uh, all day today on PlayStation VR and I'm having a blast. It was actually my first experience with the game. I know everyone else has been playing it on other platforms and stuff and telling me, oh, you got to check this out. It's so good. And I finally played it today and yeah, they they were right. It's a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> so let's get the negative out of the way. And let, let's let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Uh, and that's that there will not be uh, any multiplayer for the PlayStation VR version at launch. Like, What's going on behind the scenes? Do I need to call Shuhei? What's happening? T talk to me. Oh, yeah. So so that's that's correct. And we are we are definitely not happy with it. But yeah, I'll, I may try to like give you a, a, an insight into like how the process looks. Uh, so basically we have added multiplayer mode to the game. Um, I, I believe it was sometime after the full release on Steam and after the quest release. I'm not, I'm, I have to check it because it's, there's like so many, you know, right. like so, so many dates. Uh, but we very recently we have like made a huge upgrade to the multiplayer mode. So we have changed a lot about it. We have added, like, changed the way the avatars behave, like, in, in the lobby. We have, actually, right now, the lobby is a sh space, shared space with other players. So you can jump around it. Nice. And it's been, like, we, when, we, when we released it, we've been already very, like, far advanced in the porting process for PlayStation VR. So it's been, like, the multiplayer mode has been there before, but it has changed somewhere during the process. Also, sometime during the process, we have actually got like we we've learned all the details about the restrictions and rules that apply on PlayStation if you want to launch a game with multiplayer. And there are even like it's it gets even more like challenging if you want to have it cross play. So, um, you know, like let people from different platforms play together. Right. And for us, uh, that was like a the first thing like. That was the key, the key thing that when we launch with mul the multiplayer, it has to be with crossplay. So just like people can play on Steam and Quest together and Viveport, uh, we just don't want to release without this without this functionality. Uh, so considering all of this, the decision we had to make is either go for, like, like you know, like wait a couple of extra if weeks or maybe even like 
a, a couple of months before we are like we meet all the requirements uh, and we get everything approved uh, to be launched with a multiplayer and cross-platform multiplayer, or we could just like first launch with single player and party mode, which is like like you know like you share the headset with other people right. around like in your, your friends and family, and then add it as a free update to the game as soon as it gets approved. So we don't have a specific timeline yet for it. We are like working very actively on it. And it's a process that it, it goes beyond just a development. Because to be honest, our uh, some of our testers have actually played uh, during their like testing phase. They have played multiplayer together with people uh, from PlayStation, like on PlayStation with people from, from Quest and Steam. Of course, these people were not aware that that player is on PlayStation. So it's actually like almost ready to go from this perspective, but yeah. there's much more to it than just porting the, the thing. There's just like a lot of requirements we have to meet and uh, not knowing exactly how much it may take. We just wanted to make sure that the game is out uh, as early as possible, even though it's been, as you said, it's been quite some time already. Yeah, we know we know over here without parole. We hear it's from developers all the time uh, that Sony, as great as they are, as much as we love them, they they don't make certain things uh, as maybe as easy as they could be. Uh, so, but what but what I'm hearing from you is we waited a year for multiplayer on Crisis Brigade Two that just came out this past week. We we're still waiting. It's been almost a year for the Beat Saber multiplayer that hasn't happened yet. We're we're not looking at a year though. That's what you're saying. <laughs> No, no, it's like, I, it's like our plan is, is, is soon. Like yeah. uh, there are like many unknowns, but much less unknowns that were before. Uh, and we know exactly what we have to do at this point. Uh, we have to like, we have to uh, like go through for a, for a certain process. And especially because we want to have it cross play, uh, but we will not you know, like rest until it's out and it's going to be, it is right now and going to be a top priority for, for our team. Just uh, to talk a little bit about Kluge uh, Interactive, you said that when the development for Synthrider started, it was like two people. Uh, where are we at now? How big is the team? Yeah, so basically at that time, the, the company was, I believe something around 15 people, but that was an agency that was mostly doing design, like a web design, okay. uh, mobile design, um, like a service company. Uh, and the creative director of that company, uh, Abraham, he started this process this, 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 as a prototype because the team got access to VR, got very excited. That was back, you know, like 16, 2016, 17. Uh, so there were like two people working on the side project, even though the, the team was bigger. And right now, I believe we are more than 20 people and we have a dedicated team that's, that's doing... VR games, uh, and even in plural, of course, Synthriders is still, uh, the team is there, but we are even right now looking at, 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 at some, some future, future titles. And yeah, as I said, we have a, like a full dedicated team with people, uh, who do, you know, like product manager, uh, community marketing developers, 3d artists, uh, because the game became quite popular. Uh, and by the time we, we, we like kept like staying in touch with the community and when they 
offer feedback, you actually want to be able to meet it and to like change and up and make the game better based on this feedback and keep developing it. So we keep doing it. It's, it's almost like a game as a service process, almost like this. Of course, it's like the core, the core gameplay is, is a single player game. Uh, of course, the multiplayer people enjoy it a lot, and we really can't wait to 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 meet this this new audience, like the PlayStation players, to let them join us. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of going on when it comes to updates uh, and new, new 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 stuff being added or to the game. So yeah, it's it's an ongoing process. Yeah, the multiplayer uh, specifically has been getting a ton of positive press. Uh, people keep equating it to like Mario Kart and stuff, uh, which, I mean, music to my ears. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, we know, we <laughs> yeah. know that the Beat Saber mode is very, very simple, very straightforward. It's just like everyone's playing. It's a score attack and that's it. So I, I had to bring Beat Saber up in this conversation at some point, I guess, and I just did. So let's go with that. The music rhythm genre has definitely been resurging like ever since Beat Saber, you know, every, it seems like everybody wants to make like the next big rhythm game. Um, this is the first time I feel like that's happened since back in like the rock band Guitar Hero days. Uh, what, like what does Synth Riders do in your opinion, in the team's opinion, uh, to really separate itself from games like uh, Beat Saber or all the Beat Saber clones out there? Oh yeah, so the funny thing is that when we started working on this game, when the, the prototype was conceived, that was uh, way before Beat Saber was out or first announced. And we have launched on Steam Early Access just two or three months after Beat Saber. So it's been like, we are around for like almost the, the same time because, um, and it's, and the game on the surface they may look similar, uh, but they are quite different. I would say they are more different from each other than, from exa for example, Call of Duty and Battlefield or some racing games. Uh, and what makes our game uh, unique, something that, that we are very like, proud of, is the, the functionality of rails. So in our game, you have nodes, uh, and you also have these longer rails, like these beams of light, that you have to follow with your with your hands with controllers, and that means that you can the, the direction of like how do you touch the nodes and rails does not matter. It's not about your wrists in this game, but actually when you start playing, the game can make you with a smart, uh, cl yeah, clever mapping. Mm -hmm. The game can make you actually feel like you're dancing or even like actually dance. And it gives you this freedom, this this feeling of freedom, and freestyle, uh, like a lot of freedom when it comes to movement because of these rails that can make your body go like a lot of different, you know, like ways activate your entire body. Uh, that with combination with walls that you have to avoid can really make for a, a this this combination where the music and you become like. It's, it's just an amazing way to experience music, that's for sure. And also because of the rails, it's, the movement is just quite different from what, what you're going to get with, with other games most of the times. Yeah, no, and, and, I can, and I can totally see that now that I've finally played it, now that I've finally checked it out. Like I said, I played the PSVR version today and uh, I, it, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, don't, I don't think Synthride is just easy to sell with videos. And, and actually that, that's a, a theme that I think is gonna be really popular this summer. Um, 
some some really great games if you watch a video of it you're like eh, you know uh, but then the second you get in there and you play it and like you've got the headphones in and you're experiencing it, uh, it's, it's a radically different experience. And, uh, and VR is one of those things that you do have to experience for yourself. And, and the flat screen uh, representation never does it justice. Uh, so, again, synth riders, I think people are going to really have to get in there uh, before they decide if there is something for them or not. Um, which means which actually makes me wonder, like, how, uh, how what's the possibility of getting a demo out there for, just so people can be like, oh give this a shot, see if it's my kind of thing. Yeah, once we, we're like done with everything we're working on right now with the base game and multiplayer, uh, we are going to, to, to look, into it, look into it. Because on one of the platforms, not on Steam, but on Quest, there's a thing called App Lab, like an like a alternative store with games for, for, for Quest. And we have a demo there. And yeah, it seems to be like, appreciated but a lot of people who were like not sure if it's their thing yeah. but then it keep it, it seems to like help many people to, to make the decision whether the game is for them or not like this is what demos do and as you say for vr and yeah and also probably for a game that's on this on the, at first look quite similar to another game that probably most people already have in the library the question is why should i like give this one a try too so, yeah, and we hear it a lot. We, I find it a little bit sad because as a marketing director, uh, I'm like, I'm responsible for stuff like trailers. And sometimes people go like, hey, the trailers, I love the game. And I'm <laughs> go like, what, what am I doing wrong? Like how we, we, we experiment with mixed reality trailers, with uh, first person trailers, like a lot of different like formats, but Every time there's going to be someone who's going to say like that, I would not buy this game just for a trailer uh, because it's not, it's not doing justice to the game. Right. But I hope that we are like improving at least like a little bit with, with each new trailer. Yeah, we, we make fun of, and in, in not specifically Synth Riders. Uh, I think it started with Tarzan uh, and then maybe Wraith, The Oblivion Afterlife. It's like every time I see a mixed reality trailer, I go, Yep. <laughs> but like, I just kind of giggle a little bit and go, I don't know. Is this the way to do it? Like, I know it's tough, man. It's, it's, I don't think there's a good way to, to advertise VR yet. So it's, PlayStation tried their hand at it. They didn't do the mixed reality thing. And now everyone's trying the mixed reality thing. I don't know what the best way to do it is. I, I've never been excited about VR until I put a VR, VR headset on my head. And I think that's the only way to advertise. Like, we, you and me and like 100,000 other people just need to run around the world with VR headsets in our hands, throwing them on people just randomly in the middle of the street, being like, you, you're now in VR. Isn't it cool? They're like, whoa, this is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like with VR in general. But then I guess like maybe if someone, okay, so we get the headset, you buy like two or three more most popular games, but what, what happens next? Like how people choose from like what title should be the next game. And actually, Today, like accidentally, I checked what was the most popular tweet on Oculus subreddit. Yeah. And it's right now, it's one of the biggest, I think it's right right after PSVR, one of the biggest subreddits for VR, VR or related on, on Reddit. And what was the most popular post ever? And it was a post that says that Oculus, you should advertise VR games with 360 videos. So... Hmm. Just like imagine that, for, I guess for, at least for some, some genres of games, 
that could work because if the game is beautiful and it's mostly about visuals, for example, or like beautiful locations, then like a 360 video is just like being there inside the game to, to a certain degree. But if it's more about interactions or physicality and movement like synth riders, still you could just like like passively observe how how someone's playing. So it's still not that would not be the same feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, man. It's difficult. I'm glad I'm glad I'm not in your position. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a lot of work. So, uh, so Paul, we have a lot of questions from a lot of the game cats out there, uh, and a lot of them seem to know a lot more about uh, synth riders than I do. Uh, for example, <laughs> or seek the PS5 VR pizza bet cat uh, asked, uh, "How did the Caravan Palace DLC happen, and are there any other bands to expect?" So, this is a fifth music pack that is being added to the game. The first one. Actually, that was the first one. The first one was Electro Swing Essentials. Okay. And that was five songs or eight songs from various Electro Swing bands like uh, Power of Stellar and Swing Rovers, Jimmy Berry. And at that point, uh, like, what we realized is that people love this pack. People love this, this, this kind of music. Mm -hmm. For many of them, it was the first time they, they actually heard Electro Swing because it's not like super mainstream right. genre, but it seems to be a real, realize it was a perfect fit for the game and the maps were fantastic. The maps, so, you know, like the beat maps that, that the, the team created. And that was the pack that really make you dance. Really, it's the music makes you move and dance. And people loved this pack very, very, very much. So then we launched three, three, three other packs. One of them was with songs from, for example, Muse. With uh, then we had a pack with songs from uh, The Offspring, Bad Religion, like some punk rock bands, some synthwave, some like uh, some songs from Monster Cat. But then, ever since we launched uh, Electro Swing Essentials, people who are into this genre were like, "Guys, you should really add Caravan Palace." Even though Caravan Palace is more than Electro Swing, like some of the the albums are like pure electro swing some of them the, the most re recent ones go like with different experience with different like electronic genres uh the songs we've picked they should really work for people who who enjoy the, this first music pack so the reason we've added this one is uh yeah, because how great it feels to 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 move and dance to this kind of music um and also, the question is like, someone might be interested in how we went from, you know, like being an indie game. Like, we are still indie, but initially we were like much lower profile artists. Amazing artists, but less popular. And then, like, when the game became, started to become more and more popular, we've managed to get access to bands like Muse and The Offspring and Caravan Palace. And this is to a certain extent because we have our CEO. Uh, has uh, uh, a lot of music background. He used to have a magazine to review music. Uh, so, and he's the one who's like responsible for like trying to get like license from from all these amazing bands. And yes, we do have plans for for more more music packs and known artists. Yeah, I was, I was actually uh, I was actually shocked when I jumped in, and uh, one of the first songs I played was by Pennywise. I was like, wow, that's 
just not something I expected is the, the, the range of music here is, is pretty incredible. Um, you touched on this. I don't know how much further in depth you can go, but, uh, but some of the cats are really curious about, uh, about how to get licensed music into games. Uh, Rypop asked, he said, how hard is it to obtain licensed music and how hard was it to incorporate some of the more rock tracks into, uh, into, into synth writers? Yeah, so licensing is, is pretty complicated. And the thing is that usually someone else owns right. I'm, I'm not a specialist, but I think that different people own rights, rights to the composition and different people own rights to the master. So like the, 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 the produced version of the song. Gotcha. So you have to get in contact, like you have to get the band excited, the, the label excited, like everyone in between uh, and then you have to explain to them that this is a VR game, so it's not rock band. So like the, you know, like the pricing and the expectations should be like a little bit different because yeah. VR is, is, is growing super fast, but it's still a niche compared to, you know, like mainstream gaming. Uh, and then there is this process, like, you know, you try to like secure the licensing, make sure everything you know like is is agreed on and like signed uh but you still have like you have to work with the mapping team very early because mapping can take you know like six or even more weeks just for one song oh. or like one pack that's for sure because people can like map one or two songs and this is a very long process and we have five difficulty levels so we have to think about like five times each song uh, the maps, this is all handcrafted. It's not, you know, like automatically generated based on, on the beats or something like that. Right. Uh, and then when it comes to rock, yeah, it's just like you said, you have Pennywise, for example. And first, the game was on, almost exclusively synthwave and like similar electric, electro, electronical genres. But then we started to like add more various music. And some people even doubt like when they... We first announced that we are launching a, a pack with punk rock, you know, like these songs from 90s and early 20s, like a rock not having to do anything with synth or electronic music, EDM. Some people doubt whether it's a good fit, but that's like with VR itself. This is something you have to try for yourself. And it turned out that actually it's, it's just fun. So we, we want to, you know, like extend, keep extending the library uh, and it's not like this pack is for you. This is not for you. We are more like, you haven't heard about this before. Go try it. Let the game be your like discovery tool for new music. Uh, and it happens a lot. So, so people ex explore, like discover new bands and new genres even with, with the game. Yeah. Uh, so, game. so we're expecting, excuse me. I mean, there's, there's over 50 songs that are included with synth writers at launch, right? Yes, correct. 54 songs. And then uh, that's our like, Sorry. yeah. And then you have 25 DLC songs. So we, we have five music packs. Each of them is five songs. So this is, uh, as I said, you have Electro Swing, you have Caravan Palace, you have uh, Synthwave. That's with Muse because these are songs from the latest Muse album, Algorithm, like songs like Algorithm. And you have Monster Cut and Adrenaline, which is punk rock. And we'll continue and... to see DLC as time goes on. You guys are going to be uh, supporting this for uh, the foreseeable future, obviously. Yes. I'd... Yeah, that's safe to say that based on 
like the relationship we have with community right now and like how much interest there is around the game we are definitely going to keep keep adding content and and also our like we don't actually have like an ost because all of the songs all 54 songs that these are like licensed songs so we there was never like a composer who would create music just for our game uh, we from the very beginning it was licensed music like hand-picked uh, music that we that we love and want to share with the players. Nice. Uh, Donnie the GameCat asks, uh, Synth Riders seems like the perfect fit for PlayStation VR 2 in the Orb controllers. Uh, do you plan on bringing Synth Riders to PSVR 2? Uh, and uh, he's asking about the longevity of the game support in the future. PS, let's stick with PSVR 2. Uh, <laughs> I, yes. I, I, I'm assuming you can't talk about any plans that you have, um, but it does it does seem like it would be the perfect fit for PSVR two, and, uh, and and we finally be able to ditch this whole light tracking thing, and you could turn turn it all the way around, like, uh, and still be able to play with motion controllers. Is that something that incite, excites the team, like the, the the future of VR technology? Yes, very very much. So, yeah, as as you said, like Quest, for example, gave a lot of freedom. And this is, I think this is actually something that inspired us to work on the spin mode, which is a mode that allows you to like, the, the notes make you turn like 360. Um, and we agree that Synth Riders is a great fit for PSVR 2. And it's going to be definitely released on that platform. We, we, we even hope to have it day one, but yeah, it's, I cannot confirm it yet. But, uh, There's still a lot of details yeah, about are. PSVR 2 we need to know and how upgrading from PSVR 1 games to PSVR 2 games will work. Um, but it's good to know that you guys are, are, are already looking into that. Yes, totally, we are. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Paolo, I've got to say thank you so, so very much for, for hanging out and talking about Synth Riders uh, with me today. And I know the PSVR community is super, super excited for this. Um, and I can't wait to talk more about it and can't wait to you know talk more about DLC and multiplayer mode and all the stuff that's coming to Synth Riders in the future. Uh, but I do have one more request of you before we say goodbye. Go we, need, <laughs> we, we need a meow and a little swipe for all the cats. Yeah. It's good. Like this? I like it. Very, very, very straightforward, man. So. <laughs> Awesome, Paolo. It's great reconnecting, man. I can't. I, I let's not make it three years until our next interview. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And yeah, like I wanted to say thank you to everyone who, because you said that there are a lot of people excited about this title, and we see it, and it makes us very, very happy every time someone goes like. There were people on our Facebook for the last few years asking when the game is coming to PlayStation VR. And all the time it was like soon, soon we were working on it. It's it's when we started the porting process, we could actually say like officially that it's happening. Yeah. So it's been a long time coming and we are very, very happy to finally bring the, the game to, to all of you on PlayStation VR. So have fun and enjoy it. Awesome. Thanks again, Paul. My best to you and to the team. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>